Today uh, is a great day to get seminar tickets. Uh, we've got upcoming Jeff Gellman seminars, which are problem-solving seminars. And we're not doing many this year at all. Um, there's three that are um, on the books. Um, we don't know how many more we're going to be doing. Um, we've definitely slowed down the seminars as we've ramped up our online um, courses, as well as our online community, which people are learning so much from. And we're going to talk about a course that was launched today that you can jump in on because it's going to be another live e-cower course. We've got Nashville, Tennessee coming up in um, less than a month, Chicago, um, and then Mantua, New Jersey, which is right by Philadelphia. And you go to jeffgelmanseminars.com for all of that. Anyway, welcome. How are you? How are you? I'm fantastic. It's good. I'm doing really, really well. Yeah. Uh, my name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. This is the wonderful Joe L. And I've got the wrong logo up. And I was doing consults all day today, and we'll switch that right now. Look at how easy that is. Uh, this is a Q&A show. Majority of people out there, um, unfortunately, have had a lot of untrained dogs. A lot of our audience, though, is making tremendous, tremendous progress and are doing a really, really great job um, with uh, their dogs. And we're really proud of everybody. If you're brand new to the show, welcome. Uh, if you're watching on either Facebook, Instagram, rumble or youtube or any of the podcast channels um, that we're on thank you so much you know feel free to uh, like our channel and share our show and uh, do as much as you can to interact with us just not just on the shows but on a daily basis we'd appreciate it most people are struggling with so many unwanted behaviors obviously as a company as a family pet dog training company and rehab um, folks we spend a lot of time teaching dogs wanted commands, and that's all done through a reward-based system. And what we talk about primarily on the show is how to stop unwanted behaviors, which is a punitive-based system. And that's what people need to understand. They need to understand context. So if you heard a show from a guy that you've never heard before, and if you listen to all 16 years of the shows, you would hear, all I pretty much do is talk about apply a punisher, apply a punisher. Lift that up real quick. Sorry. Mm -hmm. There you go. No, I'm not talking about That's her. What I was wondering why it's falling over. Yeah, yeah. My mic, sorry, mic yeah. issues. And if you if you listen, you'll understand what the context of it is. We also do a ton of confidence building. We do um, work with extremely fearful, nervous, shy dogs, separation anxiety, leash reactivity, full-blown aggression towards dogs and humans, redirection. Um, um, and then obviously all your basics, like just pulling out a leash. It's counter surfing, getting the trash. So we can we can eliminate all unwanted behaviors and we can train all wanted behaviors. So um, just keep that in mind when you're looking for a dog trainer, make sure their body of work shows that and you can feel free to ask them questions on how they're going to do it. And if people are saying, oh, we're, you know, how are you going to stop, say, counter surfing? We'll clear everything off the counters. It doesn't stop counter surfing at all. It's like, no, I don't want to clear everything off my counters. I want to be able to leave a sandwich there and walk out of the room. Can can you stop the dog and prevent the dog from jumping on the counter or not? And it's, and it's a decent-sized dog, obviously. They can easily jump up, put its paws up, and, and eat or reach its mouth up to it. Are you going to do it or not? And, the, and, the, and we do it with, a, with the plate right at the edge with the food hanging right off of it. We show our work. Um, people should be asking trainers to see their body of work. So uh, don't rely on Google reviews, which are heavily skewed. Facebook reviews, Yelp, all those things are heavily skewed. Mm. You can buy those. You get people can uh, maybe people don't know this, but you can buy positive reviews. You can make sure a competitor has lots of negative reviews by bot purchasing those. You can buy likes. You can buy shares. You can buy comments. You can buy everything. You can buy everything. All right, so just keep that in mind. So when you want to look for true engagement, which is important, um, but a lot of people for their egos will buy a lot of those things. And most people can recognize that just like most people know they like, you know, a bad Google review compared to the majority being really good just doesn't make sense. Same thing with Yelp, same thing with, you know, um, you know Facebook. You've got to 
you know, people that are leaving one-star reviews on reputable companies are most likely just haters or competition. Um, especially with zero context. Yeah, and especially within the dog training industry. Yeah. Next. Actually, we'll start the questions. There's no next yet. Oh, you just love nexting me. That's why. Well, that's, is, that you, is that what we're calling it these days? The journey, <laughs> I we're shipping you. Watching the dog <laughs> remotely to catch chewing pad. Hasn't done it until now, day seven. No other kennel issues here. Chew the pad at home. Is it fair to put kibble in the hole to entice? He eats meals in the kennel. I suspect he started by sniffing, licking, because bits of kibble were caught between the kennel and the pad. Right. Very stealthy. Didn't set off the camera while I was out for two hours. One year old. Perfect in the kennel otherwise. So. It's not um, fair to put kibble in the kennel unless the dog has been trained. It's a poison-proofing protocol, historically, that people call it. Unless the dog has been trained to only eat food out of a bowl. So a lot of dogs that have to be poison-proof. This is big, actually, believe it or not, in the top of my head, South Africa, where, where you've, got a, you've got a lot of men, or any place that does perimeter protection. Where you, where somebody that what you say wants to break in your house or steal, you know, steal an animal or you know, take away the, the the cattle, and what they'll do is they'll put poisoning in raw meat, usually throw it on the ground at the perimeter, so all the perimeter protection dogs eat it, then they die, and then they can go in and they can get as much livestock as they wanted to. So they have they poison proof these dogs. And what the dogs are trained to do is only eat out of a certain bowl and usually from a certain handler. So just because the person that's poisoning the food puts it in a bowl, they still won't eat it. And then you can go as far as, well, did you feed the dog with, did you use your right hand or left hand? The dog can be trained on that. Did you do like a whole, you know how uh, umpire, uh, not umpire, but baseball coaches do all these hand signals? You can do that. We can be really complicated because when you've got a quarter million dollars for the livestock, when you paid $25,000 or more for your permanent protection dog, possibly. I mean, a lot of dogs will do it just normally. All right. How about kennel stuff? Dogs chewing the pad in the kennel. Oh, well, you take the, well, this is not the final fix, but you take the, the, the pad out. But if they, the dog chewed it up because of anxiety and stress, they make, you got to decide, is it, it's a primo pad or a thin dog bed. I mean, it sounds it sounds like the dog is not doing it though. Yeah, it did. But yeah. the camera didn't pick it up. Very stealthy, didn't set off the camera. Oh, 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 though, oh, but oh. he did do it. Dog loses the pad. Dog loses the blanket. Yeah. Yep. Next. Snuggle buns said, Hey everyone, hope you're doing well. Hey, Snuggle Buns. Let's see. Hey, how are you? Pressing people on Rumble tonight. Metal Shakes just said good evening. Hey, hey Rumble. Thanks for being here. And Allison said, happy Monday, everyone. Hey, Allison, how are you? Dog lover said, so excited for the e-collar live. Always learn something new and love the course add-ons when purchasing. I got two more at such a great price. Yeah. So, awesome. So Joel's, bumps where it's at. So Joel's going to be putting up the um, link if she hasn't put okay. up the link yet. So we have a we have a five-day e-collar live. And it's... It's my favorite program. It's five days. Because I get to nerd out and talk and, over Jeff. And it's... Which you do on, on the daily, <laughs> not just on the courses. Okay, you do that. Sometimes I'll jump in. I'll be like, step aside and yep. let me do yep. it. Yep, in the podcast as well. Um, <laughs> we might get Courtney in on this round. Okay, yeah. so I'll have the two of you just talking <laughs> over. I'll just. I think I'll just sit sit back. Um, it's a five day e hour course. It's live. It's unedited. If you don't can't attend every every day, don't worry. You can, the whole thing is recorded. If you can't attend it at all, the whole thing is recorded. But it's. Under $100, you will learn everything you need to know about e-collars. So good. Um, and then when you purchase the course, it also comes with, first of all, it comes with a lot of free bonuses, but then also you have the opportunity to get added courses added on for as low as $15. It dramatically. Next. Uh, Snuggle Buns said, practice individual recalls and name recognition mm. today with my dogs. Nice. I had them take turns chasing after the flirt pole. They both absolutely loved it. It's so it's challenging for them to yes, wait their turn. Yes, oh, yeah, that yeah, pole. yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. But Call one dog out, let him get all, all drivey, boom. Send him to place, get the other dog out. The dog works on impulse control. Really fantastic thing to do. Nice. Avi says hi. Hey, Avi. Hey. How are you? Let's see. Kathy said, if we already use e-collar, would this still be good? The e-collar live? 
Yeah. What, I was, mean, what, was the, what was the first part of it? If they already use the e-collar. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. She's a regular, but I mean, there's yeah. always something. We have a lot of repeat students in this course yeah. for a reason. You'll pick up a bunch um, of things. Because they're always like, wow, I, I learned something new. Yeah. Depending on the dog, I think the last two workshops, we used some pretty motivated dogs. And I'm thinking right. this time around, the dog is probably going to be a little bit less motivated. Yeah. I mean, just the dogs that we have coming in. Yeah. Just reading their descriptions. Just learning how to not be the most just, motivated just dog. Learning how to troubleshoot mm -hmm. and you you pick up lots of things. It's like reading a book, you know, numerous times. Like you can read a book and you'd be like, oh my gosh, I never rem I don't remember okay. reading that. Because we don't even like I said, we don't know the dog we're using. Mm -hmm. You're gonna see us have to troubleshoot on the fly. Yeah. Okay, this isn't working. It just goes to show that every dog can be trained on a kneecap. And it's so funny when trainers say that's not true. And I'm like, yes, it is true. I'm not saying you have to, but or the comments where it's like, oh, you you use e collars on every dog when yeah. you don't even need it. What do you mean by like, need it? Like what, why the, isn't it your first th th That's almost like saying every dog doesn't need to be trained. Right. An e collar is just a communication tool. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful communication tool. The majority of people out there, the general public and dog trainers, in fact, even dog trainers that are using e collars will say it's not good for separation anxiety. I'm like, it's probably the best tool out there for separation anxiety. It's not good for aggression. It's like the best thing for aggression. Yeah. Obviously, dog training is the best thing. But the e collar, you have to still know how to use. You have to know how to use an e collar. And I think that there's just so much false information i feel like owners are more petrified than ever to mm -hmm. use these tools where you know we get the negative comments oh in the wrong hands irresponsible dog owners it's like we're not seeing that we're not seeing that we're seeing if anything owners right. are stuck they're trapped they don't know what to yeah. do yeah. they know that like this type of training exists but they're scared to pursue yeah. it because of the fear mongering going on yeah. out there just about everything negative about e-cowers is a lie and I can, I can say that because i've heard it all I've heard it all. Next. Alicia said, can't wait to see you in Nashville. Nashville's mm. very good. I'm excited mm. for that. That's going to be fun. Constance said, hi, everybody. Hey, Constance. Hey, Constance. Nicole, third day with Freya on the four-wheeler was huge. We did some troubleshooting and found she seemed more comfortable in the front, and she was cruising around for a few minutes and mm. then ran next to us. That's great. That's great. And we just helped her with that on what Saturday in the coaching call. Yep. And she's been posting updates in the community. I've been giving her some little tips. So that's yeah, it's another thing. It's like oh, it's like, yeah, we help somebody be able to be able to hang out and run and enjoy their four wheeler, their ATV with yeah, their with dog. dog. It's great. Yep. What a life. And you know why? Because we've done it, that type of training, hundreds of times. If you want to continue with your dog, we can do it. Tack with your dog, can do it. If you want your dog to go to the bathroom on your swim deck, on your boat, because you're out for long excursions, we can do it. Like this like when you're a real dog trainer that's been helping families with their dogs for 20 years, there's not much you can't do. Next. Mm, let's see. Metal Chicks has said, it's truly incredible what dogs are capable of, the level of training they can have for tons of different jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. most people, just like most people only use their iPhone for single digit percent of what the iPhone's capable of, it's the same with dogs. Yeah. It's the same with dogs. Next. Kathy said, Finley is smart. It probably would be more for me. Is that rain? Dang, it's pouring out. Um, yeah, all of our courses are for for humans. The human. They're they're yeah. human centric. Mm -hmm. All of our courses are human centric because you're the ones that are actually doing the training. Yeah, you know, the dog being smart or not. If the dog was so smart, put a bunch of how-to videos in front of the dog and let it learn on its own. The dog's not that smart. Now, do you have a motivated dog that loves to learn and can connect the dots? That's great because there's a lot of unmotivated dogs that can't connect the dots. But you still have to know what to teach. Yeah. So if you've got a smart dog. You still have to know what to input into the dog's mind. Yep. And if, what we find, though, is like when owners are more confident with not just this particular thing, when owners are more confident in general mm, about their training protocols, mm, about their relationship with their dog, about everything, everything gets better. Yeah. Like when owners feel empowered, oh, I understand this tool, I understand this methodology, I understand what to do in these situations. Mm -hmm. Everything gets better because mm -hmm. we're not just like piecemealing shit. Mm -hmm. like we're doing the whole thing here. I mm -hmm. think that's what is like so mm. special about our programs yep. is we really are. So... Yeah, we do. We do everything. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paulette says, hi, guys. Hey, Paulette. Hey. 
Meaning, hi, JJ, my female dog growls at my male dog in certain situations. For example, when I let him out of the kennel while she's resting across the room, she tenses up with a hard stare and licks her lips before she growls. Can I correct her the moment she stiffens up, like the loading for reactivity? Or does the correction have to be for the actual growl? No, don't. Exactly when she growls at him, but cannot stop it. Well, if it's just a growl, yes, you can correct the growl. The loading, you can correct the loading. It's if the dog would say lunging at the dog, you're too late. Biting at the dog, you're too late. But yeah, the growling, the cow is fine for growling. Yeah. Yep. Next. Um, let's see. Alicia says, my 19-week-old pup was escaping kennels, crying, screaming, and stress panting. But you said the bonk, the kennel, and it helps tremendously. Can mm -hmm. I correct his stress panting and drooling now? Yeah, the e-cow is going to be better for that, though. But that's going to be low level. Yep, low level. Yep. And there you go. You have to know how to do it. So everyone, a lot of people are going to say, no, it'll make the dog more anxious. Again. No. 20 years, 10,000 dogs, eliminating stress panting 100% of the time, which I'm not saying that for you. It's like, you, it's important that people understand the body of work that we've, that we've done and the experience, because when you get advice from someone, you need to make sure that they've actually done it before, not just once, but a lot. We see it be always successful. Now, you know how, yes, now you just have to know how have to do it. You just have to know how to do it. That's all. Next. I always find it interesting too that people say, oh, if you use the e-collar on a panting stress dog, it'll make it worse. It's like, yeah. then why do people with panic attacks breathe into brown bags right. or go lie down and do breathing techniques? Like, mm -hmm. it's no different than what we're just teaching these dogs coping skills. Yep, that's it. That's it. It's, it's, there's again, massive misinformation, massive information. In this. You actually know the brown bag thing is because it cuts the oxygen or something like that. And then you start breathing in more carbon dioxide, which then makes you slow your heart rate down. You know what else it makes you? know what else? That's the brown bag thing is like a thing. You know what else the brown bag thing is for? What? It takes your mind off your anxiety. Oh. You can also, well, the real scientific. Yeah, I know, but there's, there's also some placebo effect to it. Interesting. Yes. I've never actually done it. Yeah, there's also some placebo effect. Well, I'm not going to discount the facts of what it, the mechanics of it, but the psychological part of it also is you're telling the person to actually measure their breathing. Right, exactly. So now it's like it's measure measure your breathing. So now you're just doing breath work, right? Right. So it's just easier in a bag. I feel like I haven't even seen those brown bags. Yeah. Like, do they sell those yes, anymore? Yes, they still have them. The old lunch bags? They still have them. Yep, they're in the... um. The the uh, the napkin they're in the napkin. Oh, I see. Uh, a paper towel uh, uh, trash bag. Holly said, so "Thank you. I didn't think it was fair, but can't think of any other way to set him up. Like I would counter surfing. I will just keep watching and waiting and put the camera even closer." Yeah. Next. Sam said, "Trying to find someone here to help me in person. I can't get to Florida right now. I talked to someone on the phone, and she said we are not positive only." I said, great. She said, we don't punish. We don't use treats or clickers or anything. I why said, so why not? Do it? She said, with eye contact and body language. I swear I have never laughed so hard in my life. Really? That's how they train dogs to for every command? Every, that's the biggest line of bullshit in the world. It's a scam. That is the biggest scam in the world. Eye contact and what? Their body? Audio they can language. train a dog to do every command and stop every behavior and work on the dog's state of mind with just eye contact in their body. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. I say bullshit. And how does that transfer to the owner? How does that transfer you to know, you, Sam? And someone could say, no, there's nothing to transfer because there's nothing, nothing gets accomplished. Well, as you're saying, let's say they do for some But they don't, though. But, and again, though, Sasha's big thing is whining. And you said when Sasha's with other people, she doesn't whine. So I don't even know how they would. But they don't talk anything about the relationship. They don't talk about anything that's transferable. Yeah. That, like, all these things are not transferable. Like, mm -hmm. that's all they do. They do nothing else but that. But I bet you, Sam, if you did a boarding train, I'm not saying it has to be with us, but make sure it's longer than like two weeks because i have a feeling sasha because of the whole relationship dynamic might do good the she first might do two good, do good the first couple of weeks she's gonna need to get comfortable with that person yep. mm -hmm. before she starts showing the same shit she's yep. doing with you because yep. we see that that's why we only do four and six week board and trains historically because mm -hmm. a lot of these dogs won't do that stuff yep. Yep. until they're comfortable like oh i guess i live here now i'm gonna start being a pain in the ass for yep. you so it's like 
don't do anything shorter. Mm-hmm. And if someone says they mm-hmm. can do it shorter for state of mind, mm-hmm. bullshit. Probably not. Yeah. Why? Because we know how long it takes. Yeah. We know we know there's something called the honeymoon period. Yeah. We know we we like we know all these things. Any experienced dog trainer knows that when you that they know when you when you have a dog that that the first couple of weeks, all many times the dogs do not display their unwanted behaviors mm-hmm. until they feel comfortable. Like it's any experienced dog trainer knows this. Next. Joyful canine, I got some pushback regarding out and away from food this weekend. Someone observing said, it's just going to create more stress around the food bowl instead of reducing arousal or stress. Bullshit. So who said, I, I don't want to know who said. There's more. Just curious if you've heard this. Usually I correct upon diving for food without the release command. I have had good luck with the out. I haven't had a severe garter using it yet. And the comment just rattled me. So I've had do- dogs that will maul you. Maul you or maul a dog? Maul. Like, put you in the hospital. And not, not a quick bite. They will attack you. They will knock you down and attack you. I've been knocked down and attacked you know, in the beginning of my career with a resource garter. Okay? Whoever said this, and I don't want to know who it is because it doesn't matter. But whoever said this is a liar. And they're misinformed. And they're uneducated. And... They just don't know how to do it. These are the kind of folks that pull this shit out of their ass with everything. It's the same script. If you do that, it makes it worse and creates more anxiety. It doesn't make a difference what it is you're doing, what command it is, what protocol it is. That's their response because that's all they got. Say, explain to me how. How do you know? How many times have you done what I'm doing? How many times have you done what I'm doing? They'll say, never. Or they'll say, oh, I tried it on my dog. Like, you're one dog. Have you ever thought maybe they did it wrong? See, so many people do things wrong, and they get bad results. Don't drive this car fast. You'll get into an accident. 100% of the time, I will? So nobody can drive this car fast, ever? Okay. But you can, though. All depends on your skill. Right, depends on your skill set. Right, it depends on the traffic conditions. Depends on a lot of things. Next. Um, Holly said, yes, very snug Primo pad. He didn't even pull or bend it up, just a little nibble on the edge. I think it was young boredom, and he smelled kibble. I will watch more, Probably. but take the pad out at night and went home. I would. Also, I have nothing against dogs having chews and crates. Like, if he's a young yeah. dog, give him a freaking nibble. Give him a chew, yeah, yeah. Like, but don't, but just don't do it for separation, to stop, yeah. to stop separation anxiety. But if it's, like, truly boredom like whatever like young puppy stuff yeah but they should also learn how to just chill in a crate but yeah you can give your dog a chew toy but not to like technically occupy them you give it to them just for the sake of giving it to them yeah next um sam's the thursday i was notified that i'll be unemployed from my job in a couple of months i may be going into full-time dog training sooner than i had planned i may need a one-on-one business session soon okay i try to get down to florida we have a mastermind coming up yeah i'd really try May we only have two spots left? Actually, yep. I would really, I would really, really, I really, really try, really hard, because it'll it'll change your life. You need more than just a business consult. We'll do one with you, of course, but it's bigger than that. It's more, it's much bigger than that. Yeah. The investment you, you know, people pay. You know, how much people do people pay to start a career? And this is a minimal investment to turn yourself to to create a six figure career. Probably the best investment there is. Next. Uh, Brittany said, Kinsey and I were working on heel at the NCS stage outside. A dog came around the corner on the opposite sidewalk and was reactive on the leash. At that point, Keens huffed and puffed and mm-hmm. growled, blowing off his heel, which is the of course. perfect because we don't allow any of that behavior. And I've been waiting for him to display it so we could firmly correct it. But I realized I wasn't sure how to correct since technically we were working on NCS heel. Um, you can and still, you can, correctional levels yet. Doesn't matter. You can still correct. Uh, yeah, you could have just done a prong pop too. You could have done a, you could have done a leash, leash pop, but you also could have dialed up. But but it's going to be more natural for you to give a firm leash pop. You can correct. So you can correct for unwanted behavior at any step of the game. Yeah. Day one of training, you can correct that. For for not holding a down stay, if you have not worked on duration work, you shouldn't. Next. Alicia, you helped me with my 19-week-old pup and kennel screaming. 
Oh, yeah, I already read that. Yeah. I think it just came through twice. That's mm-hmm. why. Pisces Empress. Hi, guys. I have a 12-week-old Rottweiler puppy, and she is super smart but has very low drive. I'm trying to train her, but she will just plop down and fall asleep. I mm-hmm. use toys and treats. Okay, stop using toys. She's young, too. But also, but let's, 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 let's get over this. I, I don't want to disp- I'm not disparaging you or the dog. The dog is smart. Like, we don't know this. Everybody thinks their dog is smart. Everybody thinks their kid is smart. I'm not trying to be a dick here, but it's like, it doesn't matter. Because smart dogs will, will what does smart mean? You can create, like, you can say, oh, a drivey dog is smart. Or highly food motivated is smart. Or, yes, there are dogs that pick up commands and they're more eager to learn. But be careful about the smart thing, though. Because that can work against you. Because technically, if you've got a dog that learns really quick, it also learns what not, what learns the bad stuff really quick, too. So, but I would suggest this, use the dog's daily food for training. We have a puppy course, which shows you step-by-step what to do, but also it's a 10 week old dog. Who? The, In the puppy course? No, 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 no. In this question. Oh, this puppy is 19 weeks. Oh, 12, 12 weeks. 12 sorry. weeks old. So we yeah. So, puppies in here. so it's, 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 it's a true puppy. Yeah. So 12 weeks old. So I would just utilize this. Quick, yeah, but use, utilize this food drive. Utilize this food drive. Don't feed out of a bowl. Only do lots and lots of repetitions with with food, but the dog shouldn't be tanking out, you know, in, in a short period of time. You know, it should, it should last, you, you should be able to get a 15, 20 minute session out of it. Next. Well, she didn't say how long. I know. Very low drive. I mean, I would say the, the Bernie's we have in right now, he's only good for like 20 minutes yeah, yeah. and then he's tired. Yeah. Uh, William said, fair play for giving your lad the platform yesterday. He smashed it. Bless him. Yeah, he's been podcasting. <laughs> he yeah, good. he's been podcasting for a while. But that was his first solo one. That was his first solo one. Yeah, from now on, they're going to be solo. He's like, Papa had to run errands. So he said, I can do it by myself. I'm like, listen, kid, I'm in the other room. It's not like you're here by yourself. <laughs> right. But, but, yeah. he can, but he can be. I mean, if he ran out of tech issues, I would have come in. Yeah, but he can be here. But he can figure it all he out. Great. Yeah, he did great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alicia said, best way to introduce puppy to running the trails with us on horseback. How young is puppy? Yeah, how young is puppy? When you say puppy, how young is puppy? So the biggest, the biggest issue is not to get killed by a horse. And the biggest issue is not to run off. So number one, does the dog have recall? And does the mm. dog know the out command? And is the, is the dog spatially aware? And has the dog been around the horses respectfully before? Not just standing still, but also walking and also trotting. And have you walked the dog without in the trails? The first thing I would do is walk the trails with the dog off leash with no horse. But if the dog is totally afraid of the horse, we'd have to eat this a whole separate protocol. Whole thing. It's a whole separate protocol. Ironically, though, we're going to be doing a course on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but so th- that's the biggest thing. The biggest thing is, does the, is the dog have great recall? And does the dog have spatial awareness of you, you and the horse? It's not going to chase the horse. It's not going to chase the bite. horse, bite the horse, mm-hmm. um, um, any, any of those things. And does, you should teach the dog the out command, which means if the, the dog is getting too close to the horse, to shoot, to shoot away. So it all depends a lot on we've got rider, horse, dog, and then other potential riders or horses, or I don't know, our, 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 um, are uh, bikes, bicycles, like off-road bikes, a lot on this trail too? Are there motorized vehicles that are a lot on this trail? So there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts. Next, Sam said, "I've been at this job for 17 years." Who? Sam Davis. Oh, awesome, awesome. No, this is the job that he is going to be let go from in a couple. Of oh, months. that job? I thought you meant dog training. Oh, um, so that's the you know everybody right now should um. Uh, don't be prepared to lose your job, but that's why everyone should have a side hustle. Mm-hmm. Everybody should have a side hustle, a side hustle, a second, a third income stream. You want to have as many revenue streams as possible. And now with the internet, it's e- more, it's easier than ever to do it. It's easier than ever to do it. It's like, oh no, jobs are hard. Do you speak two languages? Yeah, great, wonderful. You can be an online tutor. You can teach. Yeah. So, what language do you speak? I speak English and Spanish. I don't. English and Spanish. Awesome. You can teach English to Spanish speakers, and you can teach Spanish to English spe- speakers, all from the comfort of your own home, all online. All online. You can do it. From anywhere, anyone around the world. 
anywhere around the world. They just log on, you can join a service, and they can get you this, or you can just advertise on your own. You can do all, you can do all kinds of tech help. So all the big, huge companies hire tech help people, all the airlines hire people, and they all work out of their house. I'll work out of their house. Next. Sarah said, instead of grumping, Logan has started this new thing that when he's uncomfortable, he goes behind me, lowers his head, and sometimes even leans into me. This is progress compared to growling. This seems like he's hiding. Is this a healthy choice for him? For right now, it is. So in our seminars, we demonstrate this all the time. I probably should make a video on it. We do it all the time. So instead of this is typically what happens is you've got a dog that likes to um, go after people or lunge at people as they approach. We correct that extremely high. Then we teach that we actually teach the dog to back away. And a lot of the times they'll even just take their head and move their head behind their owners. They'll back away and go take a little bit of a step behind the owner's leg. That's a much better choice to do at the beginning. If you have a drinking problem, and you can't be around alcohol, you stay out of bars right now. Eventually, can you exist around alcohol? Yes. Pretty soon, the dog will be able to exist around other people when they know they're not a threat anymore. And that when they start doing that, still don't let people pet the dog. So you still have to advocate for your dog. Next. Joyful Canaan said, you guys are so empowering. That's exactly what I say to clients when I refer them to your lives. You always leave feeling empowered. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Tracy, where do I start? to stop the dog from barking and rushing the fence when people are walking by. Can I just e-collar correct without the basic training in place? So here's, here's something great. I'm going to give you a piece of advice. and A lot of people will say it's wrong, but it works hundred percent of the time and it's not wrong. And also, so anytime your dog is a fence fighting dog, you can have an e-collar on your dog. You put an e-collar on your dog, you turn it up to it a very high level because your dog's going to be in drive and they're going to need a high level correction. You want to make it suck to fence fight. Fence fighting can be very dangerous because a dog can ram through a fence, jump over a fence. Um, it could, and if you try to walk up to the dog and like say grab it, it could redirect on you because it's got so much energy. So you cower on the dog, go inside the house, let the dog fence fight, correct high. So what you're doing is you're making that behavior suck. The dog does not need to be conditioned to the e-collar. The dog does not have to know any other command on the e-collar whatsoever. If you want to buy an e-collar and just do this and not use it for anything else, that is fine. So many people will say, condition the dog first, teach it other things first, wait till you have a big, better relationship with the dog. I'm like, why? Well, why? Why can't I just stop the dog right now? Dog comes to our boarding train, barks in the crate, e-collar goes on, we get they get corrected. They don't need to be trained on an e-collar. They mm-hmm. just need to be trained on how to shut up. Oh, well, we have to wait. So I gotta put up with this barking until when? How right. many days when we can stop it right, right well, now? Like right. Two weeks. It's the weirdest thing because at our seminars, when they're say, you know, when we did them every other weekend, there'd be up sometimes up to 25 dogs there. I shut them all up in about five to ten minutes. Every dog there, they are all lying down, basically falling asleep. And I don't even know these dogs. Mm-hmm. And then you, you work them. Oh, it'll make it worse. It'll make something worse. The only thing it makes worse is if you enjoy loudness. That's the only thing that makes it worse. Next. Kara says, hey, guys, brought home an eight-month-old English bulldog. Oh, he's amazingly calm. No crate issues or anything at all. Mm-hmm. What do you guys like for people to do when they bring home new puppies off the bat? So well, it's eight months old. So let's not call it a puppy. Let's call it a dog. And the only reason why I say that is not just for semantics, because the dog, this dog, this eight month old dog is capable of learning everything. And right now, though, you are at a critical stage where unwanted behaviors at nine, 10, 11, 12 months can start creeping out. So what do you do first? You get our green to graduate program. If you don't have it, lots of structure, tons of structure, lots of structure. And then with obviously with rules, which is structure, consequences for unwanted behaviors, and then make sure you start all your basic obedience. Unleash first, lots and lots of reps. It's a reward-based system you do. We show that in Green to Graduate step-by-step. But you're allowed to stop. So you can immediately stop unwanted behaviors, such as what? Mouthing, jumping, whining, barking. Um, You can stop all those things. Fence fighting. Um, uh, rushing the front door and barking its head off. All those things can be stopped before you even do anything. You don't have to do any training whatsoever. You can, the dog displays all that stuff in a matter of one or two days. You can stop them all. Um, and then you obviously are in parallel working on your obedience. Next. 
Obviously, those bags made good textbook covers. Okay, yep. I do remember the big brown bags, but yep. not the the little ones like that we carry. Sandwich bags historically didn't we didn't use for the covers. We used the grocery bags. The grocery bags. The grocery bags for the covers, and it was actually a certain way to cut them so you got the most yield per bag for the amount yes. of books that you had. Mm -hmm. So there was no waste. Then though, in like the late nineties, the stretchy. They had pre. They had. They had pre. They had pre-made already. I love no movies. tape. No tape needed. Right. Um, Alicia said, "With using low e-collar levels with stress panting, would what command would you give? You don't have to give a command. When should I remove the pressure? Should I introduce e-collar outside of the kennel first? So this is a great example. Who's that, Alicia? Yeah. Here's a great example. Alicia's asking all the right questions. Here is a great example. Mm -hmm. Here's a great example of someone, someone could say it doesn't work, but then you have someone like Alicia who, who understands that it works, but just needs to know how to do it. Yeah. Because that's the magic. That's magic. That's the magic. So you do it inside the crate. Believe it or not, all this stuff is easier to do inside the crates. Why? Because you've taken away some options away from your dog by having it inside the crate so it can't flee. So then you don't have to deal with the flight, with the flight response. So what you're going to be doing is you're going to be doing something called fishing, which is going up and down the dial. So do you hit my my response to usually stuff like that is like what levels, what buttons do I push? Do I use momentary? Do I use continuous? Do I use low levels? Do I use high levels? The answer is yes. So now you've got to just figure out what's the formula for that dog, for that dog, and you just figure it out, and then you get better and better and better at it, and then pretty soon. All you have to do is just tap the button once, the dog immediately stops. Now, if you want to teach the double down, you can also do that. We've got videos on the double down. And for that, you, you can actually make unspoken as well, or you can turn it into the settle command. And if you guys are having any doubts, again, like this, we listen to you. We don't just do these shows to like talk about how much we know like we listen to you guys and we know how many of you are confused about e-collars mm. don't know what to do maybe you're second guessing yourself you have the tools you you have some information but you're like i'm scared like i don't know so many people are this so is why we designed the live e-collar mm, mm. literally we're gonna hold your hand yeah we're gonna take away all the self-doubt we're gonna walk you through it you can ask questions like hey my dog didn't respond this way like we give you homework each night you come mm -hmm. back the next day mm. Mm. 90 minutes live every day. Mm. Like we designed this course with you guys. In right, mind. right. And it's, it's literally my favorite program. It's funny how people will say, and I, and I don't blame them for saying this, and I'm glad that they're concerned about it. Well, I didn't want to mess my dog up with the e collar. Okay. Most people say that only about the e collar. I'm not hearing too many people say that about a clicker or food. Right. Let me give you an example. Say you're doing a protocol to stop your dog from barking at the door. Are you afraid that you'll mess that up? Mm -hmm. Most people would say no. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me see you do it. The dog's barking at the door. Bark, bark, bark. You call your dog over to you. It comes over to you. You give it physical touch, verbal praise, or a food reward. Okay. Would anybody out there consider that messing up their dog? No. Now, are you messing up the dog? All depends on how you look at it. What you are doing is you're training your dog to bark at the door, though. Reinforcing it. You do, you're reinforcing. No, 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 no. I rewarded the dog for coming back to me. I'm like, no, you didn't. The sequence is bark at the door, recall, reward. Dogs bark at the door, pictures. recall, reward. So what's the right formula to use? Bark at the door, no punisher. And then if you want to call your dog back, you can. See that little difference right there? But it's major. So that's where, again, for all the folks out there that have smart dogs, they're going to figure it out. How do I get more food? I'll just bark at the door. Yeah. I'll just bark at the door so I get, someone just tells me to shut up. Because when I shut up, I get food. Why do you think dogs demand bark? Because when they demand bark, what do owners do? Oh. Well, I'm eating, I'm eating my dinner. I guess I should just give you something to shut up. And what do you think the dog's going to do? Bark for its food, your food, all the time. Because that's what you've trained. So you just mess up your dog. You just trained a beggar. Or when they say, oh, if the dog barks, just ignore it. 
And right. then when it's quiet, reward it. Reward it. It's like, no. Right. Now the dog's just like, bark, bark, bark. And reward comes. Yep. You're training the dog to bark. You're training the dog to speak, to demand food, literally. Oh, I'm hungry. I'm going to demand food. So that's where it's like, there you go. You just messed up your dog. And you messed up your dog probably more than you would if you actually made a mistake on, on your corrections. Next. Let's see. Kara said, how much exercise should an eight-month-old puppy get? I feel mine could easily sprint the distance of a walk in minutes if I let him off leash, but some people say to limit the exercise and no long walks. Eight weeks old? Eight months. Oh, eight months? Most eight-month dogs, like, I'm not a big fan of doggy daycares, but I'm not against them. It all depends on how they run their doggy daycare. Some of them just have a high ratio of dogs per handler, and I'm not a big fan of that because dog fights can happen. But if your dog is at doggy daycare, say, for eight hours, and they don't do, like, planned downtime, some of them do. They're just like, oh, every two hours, we're actually going to have the dogs lie down and just rest or kettle them all up. But let's say that it's just open play all day long. They're going to run around all day long. They're going to run faster than they would on anything, on a walk. Wrestling. Yeah, they, do it. they roll all over the place. So, you know, eight months old, you couldn't, I've had eight-month-old dogs, and, and they went backpacking with me. You know, they didn't, I didn't have the heavy backpacks on them like I did on my older dogs, but they can, they can keep up. Now, you have some dogs that you have to worry about their skeletal frame. That's, but more, I'd be concerned about them jumping over on, off of things. Yeah. Or, and out of your vehicle. I'd be really concerned about Even jumping. Even as an adult with a bulldog, you're going to be careful. Yeah. They're short and stout. Yeah, and do dachshunds, you have to be careful about even jumping off furniture. Next. Everyone's wondering about your um, Band-Aid. What'd you do? I don't know. I, it's Did almost, you get a cootie shot? No. All of a sudden, Angela's like, Papa, you're bleeding. And yeah, it, was just, it was me who said it. No, Angela said that today at, at Detweiler's. Because, oh. Papa, you're bleeding. And I'm like, oh. Um, so I just, I don't know. I had two little, tiny little, I probably brushed up against something. But this is the only size Band-Aid. I didn't want to put, like, three Band-Aids on. I didn't want to put three Band-Aids on, and the holes were, you know, about, about there's one there and there's one there. It's not a dog bite or anything. They're just, like, tiny little, like, surface nicks that, like, if you picked off a scab and it started bleeding. Hmm. Yeah. It's not, it's not like I shave my arms. GB Buff said, hey, guys, when you work on the crate issues with e-collar, how do you handle when the owner first leaves the house? How is the dog corrected if it reverts back to barking? So we, we put a plan of action together. So we have the owners, like the, like Snacks when Snacks goes home. And if you don't know about Snacks, I did a live, I did a live today on with him on um, Facebook and on Instagram. And Snacks, we've totally changed Snacks' life. So we're going to tell the owners exactly what to do. Um, step by step. So what do you do? You start out by the video camera on and the dog in the, in the crate and you walk outside and you just wait. And you just wait and see what happens. You can get in your car, pull out of your driveway, and you can wait and see what happens. Um, but also what we tell owners to do is be really demanding with all of your obedience and all of your consequences outside the kennel. And also Teach your dog how to work above threshold. The biggest thing is the narrative out there is about don't work dogs above threshold. That's the most unethical advice that you could ever give a dog owner because dogs are automatically above threshold when they walk outside a lot of the times. Dogs are above threshold when somebody knocks on the door. Dogs are above threshold when kids are running around. Dogs are above threshold when um, you're, you're, you're sitting around the dinner table talking loud as a family. Dogs are above threshold for during thunderstorms. Dogs are above threshold so many times. Your dog needs to know how to work above threshold. Next. Sam said, so true. She loves humans too. So I bet she would do it with others if she was with them for a while. Her reactivity is still a challenge as well as the whining. I'm so frustrated. This is Sam. Mm -hmm. Sam, get, get your dog to Florida. Just get your dog to Florida. We're going to be in New Jersey in May. We could meet you in New Jersey. Yeah, Sam. And drive her back down. Yep. Are we driving to Jersey? Are we flying? But she could fly. I, 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 I'm driving. I'm driving. You're flying. The dog's so little. I could fly her. I'm flying. I'm, 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 Angelo and I are driving to Chicago and then driving over to New Jersey and driving back. Oh, yeah. No, you're you're, you're, you're going to possibly drive from Chicago to New Jersey with me if you want. But then you'll be flying, which we should figure out because we're going to have to buy tickets. But you're going to be flying into these cities, though. So you can just go there and come back. But you can also do... Um, 
we can do round trip or you can fly to, or after New Jersey, we can drive up to Massachusetts and see your sister. Oh, we should do that. You can do that too. And then you can fly home from Providence on, um, oh, yeah, on, that, on Breeze. Yeah, we yep. should do that. Yep. Devin said, my client called me today and said her dog got into her edibles. I told her to get him some snacks. Enjoy. <laughs> God. Yeah. I don't, isn't, isn't like weed really bad for dogs? Marijuana? Alcohol, weed, meth, heroin. I guess it depends crack. on how Yep. Yeah. It's all bad. Fentanyl? Obviously. Monda said, my almost four-month-old German Shepherd is obsessed with chewing sticks, and we live in the woods. I let him run free with a long leash. He knows it's naughty and runs from me. Is he too young to start training with an e-collar? Should I stop letting him run free? Yeah. He has earned the right to run free. How old is he? Four months. So four months old? Yeah, he shouldn't be running free at all because he doesn't have recall. He was on a long line. But, he still should, but he still, you still should be working on your recall. Yeah. But But... You could be correcting that, though. You can be correcting that. It's not an earth-shattering correction. It's just enough to stop the dog from, when it picks up a stick, just teach it out. So out and then correct. Out and then correct. And correct at what level? The level it takes to, for the dog to drop the stick. Next. Ryan said the cost of Mastermind is less than one semester of college course, and it's actually eight hours more than the average 16-week, twice-a-week course. Also, the mastermind is hands-on, career-oriented, and much more applicable than a BS textbook some professor wrote in order to be academic, which is filled with useless information. Yeah. It's yeah, going to learn a lot of mastermind. It's, it's, it's life-changing. Yeah. It's life-changing. Yep. Next. Um, Joyful Canine said, I've met some not-so-smart dogs. Some use the smart for manipulating, too. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like whether your dog is smart or dumb, like, you still got to train it no matter what. and if the dog's so smart, like we have to read a flick again, what does smart mean? So mm-hmm. there dogs are there are absolutely dogs that are motivated to learn. They love to learn. They love it. And there's other dogs that get like snacks. It's not the most motivated dog. No. He's just not the most motivated dog. Mm-mm. He just wants to And then sleep. you've got dogs that are doing groundhog day every day. It's like yep. you did 50 downstays in a row yesterday. Today, you don't even know what a downstay is. We see that we see this. Like yeah. we see this a lot. We see this a lot. Yeah. Yep. Next. Um, Avi said my job ends in May. Mm-hmm. Aren't you a teacher, Avi though? Don't you get summers off? Or are you like done done? I don't know if he's done done. Yeah. Oh. Next. Sabrina said, Hi, do you guys have a course to teach your dog how to behave in a dog park? For example, how to play, not growling at other dogs or resource guarding toys. I would I would highly first of all, there shouldn't be toys in a dog park. I would highly encourage you not to go to dog parks. Do you know why? Because if if you if there was if no, we don't have a course. Well, we have a socialization course, but, 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 not it's, not ap- but it's not applicable to, towards dog parks because you could have the most social dog in the world, an ungrowling dog, social, loves dog, is a great player with dogs, knows how to keep its energy in check around. Nervous dogs, it knows how to be exuberant around excited dogs and play with them. But guess what? How about all the other dogs there? Most of them don't know shit. So what I would suggest and is, but I, and they have root owners too. The root of the dog, the root of the owner historically. All right? So, because they don't take, what I mean by that is they don't take accountability for their dog's behavior at all. Oh, they're just, you know, being dogs. I'm like, no, your dog keeps rolling my dog. He keeps humping my dog. It's like doing dominant posturing constantly over my dog. So I would just get a group of people that you know, and everyone's on the same page, and we have a socialization course. But everyone has to be on the same page. Everyone has to be training the exact same way, and everyone has to be like having on being on the same conversation as well. So there's too many variables. There's too many variables at all. Now, do we have dogs whose owners bring their dog, like our clients that bring their dog to a dog park? Sure. Does our general baseline obedience training with socialization skills help? Sure. Until they meet a dog that doesn't give a shit about what that dog knows. Next. GB Bucks are going to start e-collar immediately with a dog that attacks deer. Both fell through the ice. The buck tried to drown the dog. The dog lived. Yep. I'm so motivated to get started, and you guys have pushed me to go for it. Good. Good. Congratulations. Yeah, I don't, people have to understand that Mother Nature doesn't give two fucks. Okay? Mother Nature doesn't care about your skill set, your dog's knowledge. It just doesn't. 
Mother Nature is cruel to both humans and to do, uh, to 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 uh, animals. Mother Nature is very, 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 very dangerous, unforgiving. As a backpacker, I know the power of Mother Nature. I've done winter, I've done desert, and I've done like freaking mosquito fucked up full body netting backpacking. Mother Nature didn't give a shit about any of my feelings. Next. Uh, Wendy says my dog barks at strangers. Can I correct with the caller? Absolutely. Make sure you say no first and then correct. And make sure your dog's on a leash when you're doing it. Next. Sid said lunch bags. They still sell them, Joel. I know. The little brown bags. Um, so I just haven't seen them so, I feel like, in a while. I've got I also a, haven't been going to look for so them. So my family tree has got a big history with lunch bags. Back when I was in elementary school, so I'm 57, am I 57? I'm 58 now, so I'm 58. You are. Yeah. Um, back in elementary school, mm -hmm. kids, I'm sure they did this past then too, we, everybody, there wasn't busing. We didn't have busing. You know, everybody just went to the school. Walking there was, school. there was, the only busing we had was to the high school. Yeah. But the elementary school you just walk to your neighborhood school. Mm -hmm. That's how all neighborhoods were. So we walked to the school. And then when there was lunch, the kids walked home. That's pretty cool. Now, obviously, kindergartners, first graders, whatever, they probably got picked up. But a lot of kids, you know, fifth grade, sixth grade, you know, fourth grade, we walked home. Mm -hmm. And we walked home to an empty house usually. At least I did because my parents both worked. And my mom was like, we can't be doing this. So Barb Gelman restarted the brown bag lunch program school system-wide. What does that mean? She got the government to donate pints of orange juice and milk, and they came in those plastic crates because we, we didn't have a cafeteria at, this, at the elementary school. And the kids brought their lunches. They sat down in the gym at tables. And everybody ate. And now the kids didn't have to go home for school anymore. I would have preferred going home for lunch. I know you would have. And so did a lot of other kids. Sure, they loved you. They didn't. And right after that, my mom got, got rid of all the candy machines. Oh, my God. Every candy machine in the whole school system. I'm sure they loved you. Okay. And they replaced them with healthy, stuff. With healthy snacks. This is back in the 70s. Yeah. Barb was way ahead of her time. Yeah, she was. But... but they did it, and they were pissed off because they didn't make as much money on their candy machines. Mm. They make a ton of money from candy machines. She also made sure that there was no signage of junk food on the buses, aye, aye, aye. on the high school, or in the school at all, or on the sports fields. Dang. Yeah, she was fucking hardcore. Oh, she was huge. Huge hardcore person. She just do doesn't give two fucks. She until even while my father was um, uh, dying. Um, you should have seen her at 85 years old, freaking bossing people around, not bossing, just holding doctors accountable. Yeah. Because she's also, she's been in medicine all her life. So she knows exactly what to do. Mm -hmm. She was running a tight ship. It was incredible. My brother was telling me, she's like, it was incredible to watch, you know, as her own husband is passing away. Next. Yeah. Suzanne said, I'm with Alicia feeling the same about how to use the e-collar. Yeah. So, and that, that's, and, there's, and it all depends on, it all depends on what you want to accomplish. So that's another thing. Like people say e-collars are bad. It's like, but, but for what are you in reference to what? That's like saying dog training is bad. You're saying the same thing. Like, what are you saying it's bad for? First of all, it's not bad for anything. You just have to know how to use it. There's a different way to train obedience than there is to stop an unwanted behavior than it is to work on the dog's state of mind. There's a different way to train a green dog from a finished dog. There's a different way to train a drivey dog from a nervous, fearful dog. There's a lot of variables. There's a lot of variables. So you have to know how to do each one of these categories of dogs because it's not a wide pain press stroke other than every dog can be trained on one. 100%. If somebody wants to present me with a dog and I can't train down a knee collar, I, I don't know, we can come up with a fee and I'd pay a huge amount of money because they all can be trained on knee collars. 
I can't, with food, we can easily disprove that. Can easily disprove that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, next. Um, on the topic of dog parks, oh, this is Joyful Canine. I have a new client that is really dedicated in following all of my advice, except for avoiding bringing her dog to the dog mm -hmm. park. Is this something you would let go? Nothing bad has specifically happened apart from six months of absolutely terrible habits. But also, she has no value to her dog. She just doesn't seem to get it and insists it's the best exercise. So I probably wouldn't. If she thinks that's the best exercise, I mean, put it, okay. Millions of dogs, millions of families go to dog parks every year. And millions of dogs and families have a wonderful time. They do. So it's easy for someone to say they love dog parks because their dog hasn't gotten attacked. Their dog hasn't, you know, ran after a child that was running around. Their dog hasn't got into a fight resource guarding the, the water bowl, the water fountain. Um, but it all depends. Is, the, is your training falling apart? And is the, is the training with the owner falling apart because the dog's going to a dog park? Because I think you mentioned the dog doesn't value her. So if the, the, can that dog in drive, when it's running around having fun, do a stop at its tracks, come running back to the owner when it gets recalled? And if it can't do that, it probably shouldn't be at a dog park. If it cannot recall in drive, it should not be at a dog park. Next. Jan says, howdy. Hey, Jan. Alicia said, come to Minnesota. No, you come to us. That's too far north for us. No, it's not. It's not too far north. It's just that we're not, we have nothing planned for Minnesota. We can go into every city and town in every state, in every country in the world, and do a seminar. But we can't. Mm -mm. That's why we have so many online courses. Between our online courses. We will be in Europe this summer, though. Between our online courses, okay. our coaching calls, our one-on-one -on -one consults, our community with those coaching calls as well, you actually can do just about all of this stuff by yourself. Yeah. Some stuff you can't. I mean, we still have a boarding train here, but but you'd be surprised how many dogs' lives have been saved through our online courses. Next. Pretty crazy, actually. Mm -hmm. I love hearing about mm -hmm. everybody's yep. progress in the community. Yep. And don't forget, we have the eCower Live. It's for sale right now at a rock-bottom price, and there's tons of free stuff that's included. And then when you go to purchase and check out, there's bonuses like you wouldn't believe. You'd be, you're going to be blown away. Kara says, do you have a video or book recommendations for learning more about dog body language? Um, we have our socialization course. But you mean like dog this, dog this is stuff. the problem with body language. There's, there's No, we don't have any books. Uh, I'm going to suggest a book. There are books out there. I'm not going to suggest any. There, there are people that swear by some of these books. The problem is there's too many variables. I've seen books. Okay, I can get a dog to have whale eye. Whale eye is when you can see the whites of the dog's eyes. Why? Because I can stand on one side of the dog, Joel can stand on the other side of the dog and make little kissy noises. The dog's eyes avert to, to Joel, snap a picture. It looks like the dog has got whale eyes. There's a lot of things, a lot of things we can do to manipulate body. Um, also, a lot of times we have a lot of dogs that come to us. They look nervous and fearful in their training. And so it's easy for someone to say, oh my gosh, you're doing it wrong because the, look how fearful the dog is. And I'm like, if I wasn't even in the room, the dog would look the same. Or if you were in the room, the dog would look the same. Why? It's a nervous, fearful dog. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's a nervous, fearful dog. So many people, when are the dogs that we take on walks, they're a little bit behind us. They look a little bit sluggish and their ears are usually down. Oh my gosh, what's wrong with the dog? I'm like, do you want the dog in front of you with its ears up on alert? Especially if it's a leech reactive dog, no, you don't. So again, there's too many. There's too many interpretations of it. There's too many interpretations of it. So if anything, a dog body language book might actually confuse you. Now, when is dog body language important? When you're doing aggression rehab, you you want to know when you're about to get bit. But you need like in person, right? Shit for that. Yes. You don't have to learn photos. Photos aren't going to do it. No, it's a feeling most of the time. A lot of time, a lot it's of a feeling. Dogs don't look, quote unquote, 
textbook right. like they're gonna right. bite you right. get a feeling when snacks first came here his first week and a half he was miserable all the time and guess what he got heavily corrected for uh trying to break out of crates he got eventually got started getting corrected for trying to rush through thresholds for all of his obedience for, for not doing any of his obedience for his bad behaviors now and guess what though i didn't stop my training protocols with him mm -hmm. i did the exact same thing i would do and, we okay. and now wakes up happy to see us tails wagging i've given this dog other than like a little head rub good job after an obedience command that he did successfully especially recall loves his life he's mm -hmm. having a great time here yeah and there's been minimal minimal affection no because, I, don't, I never pet him because that's that's the, the work is the affection with this dog in, a, in the re in the rehab process the work is the reward that doesn't mean you can't give your dog rewards we give dogs tons of rewards we started him on food and then all of a sudden he just stopped eating it during training he eats it trust me he eats it out of his bowl no problem but during training he stopped why because he was probably getting too nervous why because we were holding him more accountable and being more demanding of him yeah. And guess what? He still learned. This dog couldn't even do a down. No. Like, we're talking. We were questioned for a little bit. We were, we were like, is he putting two and two together? Right. Like, we didn't even know if he was comprehending. Yep. And now he, he almost wanted nothing. He to almost auto downs. We went to a cafe today inside. Crowded, crowded cafe. A lot of noise, a lot of activity. And I sat down. He came right next to me, went into a down by default. By default. What he used to do? Pull at the end of the leash. It's all on videotape too. Kara, yeah, Kara. Our socialization course covers dog-dog body language heavily. Like yep. we show play, we show with reactive dogs, we show with dog aggressive dogs. Like, but then there's, there's a lot of personality. But then there's also very. I, mean, I don't want to dissuade you from doing research. Please do research. Please find a book to educate yourself. But don't hold it as a the holy bible, and that's the only word. It's from the word right. of God. Here's a great example. When Girl was alive, she's no longer with us. Girl would stalk. She would get down. She's German Shepherd. Classic stalking behavior. So if you want to know what that looks like, think about a lion or any, any of the feline animals in the wild. Hunching down, going through the grass as they see prey. And right when they move, very slow. Very slow. And right when they go and they boom, they attack. Girl did that. And guess what? Play. She ran full blown up to the dog and then she was like, She like played that. Oh, yeah, yay. <laughs> but you would expect, but if I saw a dog doing that that I did not know, oh yeah. I'd be like, um, your dog is talking to my dog or my child, and it's about to freaking attack. Mm -hmm. But with her, she was attacking with play. <laughs> so if we read her body language, someone would say, Don't let her do that. I'm like, Right. Why not? It never, ever, ever ends in a bad way. Oh, she did the wrong dog, it would, but obviously. But, but, I, but, but I only let her do yeah. it with our dogs, yeah. right, which we knew. So funny yeah. watching her do that. Yeah. Um, e, Alicia said, e-collar correct a 19-week-old puppy humping, currently oh, yeah. him off and removing him off. So you can use a stockyard whip, double tap to the ass, tap, tap, works tremendously well i've got a video testimony out there about a um a, a, a leg sex dog and uh it was a funny session and uh, this dog couldn't stop this dog this, so this dog as soon as it saw another dog or child it was so bad it, it actually knocked down children and humped them to completion the dog completed not the child um and it's, that's what it did it also humped every dog it ever saw every dog it literally was a classic move I'm gonna walk up to you, all stealth-like. To pretend I'm, pretend I'm. Oh, he got, he, he got fucking stiff. He got a fucking woody. <laughs> got lipstick like you wouldn't believe. It's like, damn, it's a double wide. And he'd, he just like casual, and then all of a sudden he position his body behind the dog, and all of a sudden, left paw, right paw, thrust, and he wouldn't stop. And um, we did a double tap to the ass. Boom, boom, tap, tap. And the dog came right off that dog. For about a week, this dog, every time it walked by a dog, would just start air humping. Like, literally, it looked like he was fucking air. And he couldn't so stop. Up. He couldn't stop, but at least he wasn't humping dogs and kids anymore. And then, obviously, 
we, we, we corrected him for that. And, we, and, and he stopped. For that, we might have used a remote collar for that. Um, Ryan said e-collars on a human might be bad or good, depending on what you're into. Actually, e-collar technology... It's just a TENS unit. E-collar, well, there's a lot of different modalities. For a lot of the kids that are do self-harm, a lot of kids that, you, that they smash their head against things, they do self-harm. There's a great study out there, and um, you'd have to look it up. Or you can talk to Gary Wilkes. He knows the study. Um, he, he knows the study. He, uh, and they, it's proven that they show that the e-collar helps control their self-harming. Mm-hmm. Until, because they did this at a couple of different um, schools for for special needs kids, and these kids didn't have to wear protective headgear anymore. They were safe, safer now, and they're like, "Nope, this is mean and cruel to do." So what do they do? They stopped doing it, and also the kids got off meds or lowered their dosage. And what do they do? Up, oh, it's mean to do. So do the kids? More meds, more headwear, headgear. And restraints. That's yep. not mean to do. Yep. No. Nope. Next. It's a good behavior interrupter. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. But they use it for humans now too. Stop stopping smoking. Biting bad bad pat bad posture. Everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. Alicia, my mini educator is my best friend. We love the communication. It's just been four years and I want to make sure I'm doing it right. Collars are not bad. My kids use it on each other. Yeah. A lot of people do. A lot of people do. Yep. I used to like whenever I would freaking when my hip was really flaring up. Yeah. I'd strap an e collar to my. Yeah. Um, oh my God. I'm having like a brain fart right now. My, what do you call this muscle right here? The exterior or the interior? My hip flexor. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I would literally just like blast That's it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It felt so good. Yep. Jay Drink Walter, did Barb have a side hustle in the 70s selling Girl Scout cookies across the street from school property? No. Ban him from the school. No, Barb. Barb had. She's a nurse, so at the time she was working at a, uh, at a urgent. This is when urgent care clinics, these little you know emergency care clinics, just started. It wasn't a big thing back then, um, and um, she worked in one of those. But she was an ER nurse for years and years and years. And then when the, when she had children, um, she started working in these urgent care because um, she can do. Um, uh, her, she can do. Uh, it's flex more flexible. Um, uh, uh, Hours. Hours. Yeah. Snuggle buns to thank goodness nothing happened to my dog as a puppy when I used to take him to the dog park. I learned yeah. how dangerous they were. Yeah. I stopped taking him. I yeah. can't risk my service dog like that. Yeah, they can be. They can be. And, but, but for a lot of people, they can be fun. It's just, it's more about a personal option. I'd rather awfully train my dog and and make anywhere I want a dog park. Yeah. Anywhere I want a dog park. Next. Obviously, Freya does that crouching and pouncing all the time, but in the backyard with no other dogs. <laughs> But more like she was practicing. Yeah, she it. might be. She actually might see like lizards or something. Or, or or just a freaking piece of dust flying Above. in the air. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Joyful canine said, "Dang, can someone give me electrotherapy?" Yeah, you absolutely get it. You can get it. Yep. We'll see why not. With it. Yep. All right. Anyway, let's get away. Okay, great. So anyway, thank you all for being here. Thank you for the fantastic questions. Thank you for all the wonderful support. Thank you for people for joining our channel, liking our channel, sharing our channel. It's a free thing. We don't do ads. Um, really, really appreciate it. Um, don't forget, um, if you go to the eCower, um, uh, you can go to Solid Canine Academy, Solid Canine Academy for all of our courses. But if you want to see um, the eCower live, it's right on the homepage. It's right on the homepage right there. There's a big button. All right. And then think about joining our community as a yearly member because you get coaching calls. There's just so much that we're offering. So much that we're offering. We've got big plans for everybody this year. Yeah. All right. All right, everybody. Take care. Everybody have a fantastic night. Love you all. And um, bye. Take care. Bye now. See you on Wednesday.